you're listening to the Google Ads Podcast, brought to you by Solutions Aid, the Google Ads agency. They will all share users like crazy. And they all will remarket everyone else's traffic equally like crazy. So that's what's nice is making a push here is good. The conversions attributed to it is kind of anyone's game after that. So when you're looking at those multiple PMAX campaigns, one constant that we can count on is, yes, I have this much ad spend marketing this product. That's all we can count on in the beginning. And that's what gets a little bit dangerous. So here's what's really interesting about PMAX is they will all share users like crazy and they all will remarket everyone else's traffic equally like crazy. The deciding factor for when one PMAX campaign takes over another PMAX campaign is simply by available ad spend. That's actually something that's really, really dangerous in trying to manage it from a structural perspective. So when we're looking at campaigns that have a massive amount of clicks, like sunglasses and speakers, they're directionally accurate. The right proxy is showing that's correct. What happens kind of post first click and post kind of first visit is then kind of a crapshoot. So that's what's really interesting about like speakers, for example. And sometimes you can identify that from insights because it is going to tell you that kind of inbound activity where this is what I'm saying is directionally accurate from the first click. Shower speaker, nailed it. So if people come in from shower speaker at 62 clicks, what happened after that? No one knows. Mm. And that's what gets dangerous is the product that you're going to market spot on the, the audience that you're going to go after spot on. This is kind of like DSA and deed combined to give the right products based on what you're targeting as. So that's why when you look at shower head, you're going to get shower stuff. Perfect. When we look in the sunglasses, we should get sunglass search terms, right? Now they're branded. That's okay. Smart sunglasses. Good photochromatic. Good. Dusk. Electrochromatic. Good. Changing. Okay. All good. So that's what's nice is making a push here is good. The conversions attributed to it is kind of anyone's game after that. And also the return traffic is going to be shown inside the search category as well. So when you're looking at those multiple PMAX campaigns, one constant that we can count on is, yes, I have this much ad spend marketing this product. That's all we can count on in the beginning. And that's what gets a little bit dangerous because what a PMAX is going to do is take one product, for example, one audience with one ad spend and earn users. It will also remarket them, remarket Google users. It will remarket other sources. It will also show up for brand. Sometimes it won't show up for brand specifically. Like if you have just sunglasses, sometimes you'll just see Ampere. So you get kind of all brand traffic. Did they show up before? Yes. Did they come from Google? Yes. Did they come from other sources? Also yes. So when you are looking at a campaign type that can do everything and it has a specific purpose, a lot of times that is very good. That's kind of the way that people buy. They need to see it a few times, you click, they need to be remarketed, they need to come back. And you're seeing all that inside of performance max. So what's nice about this is it's a very, very efficient campaign when it works well. We see good mix of cold traffic, some warm traffic, probably a good mix of shopping clicks, 
some display remarketing clicks, some search clicks. The CPCs are probably hopefully within one and three dollars because that should be a good average. Nailed it one and two and one and kind of some some twos here. So between one and three, good. It's indicative that it's standard shopping and also dynamic marketing. This is healthy. This looks good. I'm going to skip the the conversion tracking and skip the auction insights. Actually, not auction insights, but the, the audience and just kind of talk about this here for a moment. Here's what we've also been seeing, though, inside of Pmax is depending upon the asset groups and how many asset groups there are, it takes a total impressions that I was going to give to that and divides it fairly equally between each one of these, these asset groups. So we've seen a shift. The signals are not as directional as we all originally were told and thought it was. They're more polite suggestions that can be chosen to be ignored. I'm not sure why signals exist. I've never really moved the needle that much. It's been more just based off of like, how would I describe this? Chance. What ad showed? That got the conversion. Well, why the show? Because that campaign and ad spend. So here's what's interesting though, is the all converters, the purchase intentions, the interest, the remarketing, and the wireless eye chargers, for example. This was paused, so we can't use this one right now, but at a, time, at a time this was running. When you look at the insights, the reason why Google shares a user with every single one of those asset groups is because they all overlap enough that Google says the same person. So what this means is if you had 100 users and one asset group, those 100 users go to that asset group. If you had 100 users and two asset groups, 50 users go to each asset group. Not permanently, they could bounce around, but the sum of the total will be divided by two. Three asset groups, 33 pe people in each asset group, and so on and so forth. So now we look at, okay, if that is the case, and that's what we've seen so far, when you add ad spend, the asset groups all just equally go up, some more than others, but what I'm saying is all of them have a chance by saying that that was two, and then eight, and then one. Now this is three, and then nine, and then two. Like they all just kind of rise and fall with each other because the asset groups overlap so much. How, what do we do there? An opportunity here that I would say is a good idea is inside the asset groups, knowing that each one of these are essentially ads, what if we use different, we consolidate it down a bit maybe, consolidated asset, or sorry, the signals down a bit maybe, but really divided up our imagery or change up our imagery and our ads. Come on, what's up? If Pretty well preempted my question. This structure, and it's pretty well universal across most of our accounts, we've been breaking out asset groups and adding one signal per asset group. Yep. What I'm hearing from you is rather than doing that, get all of our asset, all of our signals, bundle them into one asset group. So you might have six signals, put them into one, and then build that asset group by creative and copy. Yep. That's it. That's what you're referring to. Yep. That'd be the next thing I would try. Yeah, that's what Google's doing. So, it says, oh, sorry. Uh, so John, in my part, actually, we are trying this. So all the new build outs, the Pmax build outs, we are sticking with like max three asset groups per Pmax. Yeah. Per category. Like mm -hmm. don't go above that because right now you showed in, in search terms, all the audiences are, are overlapping. So yeah, that's why we are sticking with like max three asset groups. I'm testing this with right now yep. we've got 1750 a day you'll see that my signals are the same mm. but my ad copy is different so just on that john let's just say like we're looking at ampere there's 35 asset groups there's one signal 
per asset group, would you pause all them and rebuild them out or start afresh with a brand new PMAX campaign? Technically, if our theory is true, we should be safe, assume all that we're on. We would be safe to pause 36 of the 37 and put all of the signals in one. Yep, gotcha. What was interesting is when we started looking at, and I look at the insights, all the same people, four different asset groups. I got four asset groups. So now is our what is our control here? Well, nothing really. If we see here, one signal replicated four times. Four asset groups with the same signal. Four asset groups with different ad copy. That's the structure here. Mm. So if we're going to take our big bank of people, divide it by four, shove all of them in different asset groups, and see who wins, is the signal different? No. It's the same exact end result. Google yep. sees that all of these people are the same. So but now, but, but now, well, actually, let me just do this here. General, ah, so general's got more clicks. Okay. Uh, let's just keep that in our mind here in the beginning. What about Pacola? My conversions are on the general too. Okay, interesting. Doesn't have the most clicks though. Good note. Custom mailer box. The asset group three is working better here. Okay. Product boxes. General wins again. So what's interesting here is you see now that the asset groups are still the same, but they're jumping around the users. That's good. Now I can possibly tie this back to what ad copy is being used and what, what creative is being used in that asset group and what is the search term. So we know that for custom cardboard boxes right now, it's really working with general Soleil. Ooh, what's in my general custom cardboard boxes? Let's edit the asset groups in general. For your experience of the space today, how satisfied are you? Very dissatisfied, Google. Thank you for your feedback. You're welcome. So now we got cardboard boxes is in the asset group here. Do I have any cardboard box? Not really. Design your own box, custom. Okay. Maybe there's something here that can show, or maybe it has a quad corrugated cardboard construction. I don't know. That's a search term that's winning right now in that asset group. Seems to be the lion's share. Would I change around the ad copy? Maybe. Would I change around the asset? Would I change around the energy? Probably not, but at least now I can look at the search term per ad group by based on that keyword and my my responsive search ad in that search campaign should reflect it. That's kind of how I'm thinking about this old school tactic from inbound search campaigns using search terms on the ad, ad groups. I'm kind of doing that with asset groups. I'm just letting Google dictate where it goes first. And I'll pause there because Glenn, you look like you want to say something. See, using that data that you're getting from the Performance Max campaign, you could say, well, cardboard boxes is smashing it. Would you create a search campaign just on targeting that keyword, like with an ad group or a DSA, to, well, I don't know. Cause that's, you could get really specific then from search. Thanks for listening to the Google Ads Podcast. For more ways to grow your business with Google Ads, you can subscribe to the Solutions 8 YouTube channel. If you enjoyed this episode, please share it with a friend. And if you'd like to work with the best Google Ads agency in the world, you can visit Solutions 8 at sol8.com. Custom here. If you're running Google Ads, even if your campaigns are successful, my years of experience have taught me that there are almost always enormous improvement opportunities. Now, what if the best Google Ads agency in the world was willing to review your Google Ads campaigns for free and provide you with a comprehensive action plan, no cost or obligation? Notice, I didn't say audit or evaluation. I said action plan, a bullet point by bullet point breakdown of exactly what needs to be done to improve your Google Ads campaigns. Yours to keep, no cost or obligation. Head over to solate.com to get a free Google Ads action plan.
customized for your business. No strings attached. That's sol8.com. S-O-L, the number eight.com.